Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Miami Herald Heat Check Podcast. I am not David Wilson. I am Tim Reynolds of the Associated Press, and I'm, I don't host because, you know, it's not my show, but I just like to say hello. I'm here, of course, with the Herald's incredibly talented Heat beat writer, Anthony Chang. Anthony, how are you? Good. That was a, that was a strong open. I think that was better than last week. That was uh, very David-esque, I would say. Well, it's also David missed last week and missed this week with the greatest reason of all time, as he tweeted yesterday, wedding related reasons. Which really could mean a ton of different It could things. mean a lot of things, but if you're tweet <laughs> if but since he took the time to tweet that it was wedding related reasons, I have some follow-up questions. I really do. And he'll be in Tampa tomorrow for the Panthers game. He will be in Tampa. The guy got married. We're, we're taping this Wednesday morning. He got married Saturday, Friday or Saturday. I don't know. Sometime over the weekend. And of course, what's he doing on day five as a married man? He's going to Tampa to cover a hockey game. Game because three. Sports, sports writers are sick people, and this is what we do. And yeah, I'm glad that. I once, you know, I once wrote a Dwayne story while getting skin cancer taken off my face. Like they were okay. sewing me up and I was writing a Dwayne story. They did not like that. We're, but we're crazy, sick. We're, we're, we're sick people. people. We yeah, are sick people. Uh, this is not, this is a much lesser extent to what you and David have done, but I'm off today. Filming a, recording a podcast, not filming a podcast, recording, recording a podcast. A, you're recording a podcast. You'll I'll be on a story you, later. You'll be on, yeah. you'll be on the calls later. There are no days off in the playoffs. Yeah. It's yeah. a wonderful time of year, <laughs> you know? Yay. You weren't, you weren't in the bubble. You have no reason to complain. I'm still, I'm still cashing my bubble card. I yeah, really no, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Anyhow, um, hey, it's playoffs. They're in. There's no play-in for the Miami Heat. The defending Eastern Conference champions are going back to Milwaukee. They, the Heat Bucks renewal is upon us. Um, we have that to get into. We will have a Panthers minute. I have things to say about the Florida Panthers. I actually have things to say about the Florida Panthers this week. Anthony Chang is watching Florida Panthers hockey. So in case you're wondering if we're a hockey town, we're a hockey town. We, we absolutely have become a hockey town. In the playoffs we are. Yeah. We've gotten it. Well, yeah, we're, we're always going to be an event town. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, there's that. Uh, We have the greatest two minutes and 40 seconds in the history of the national basketball association to talk about Udonis Haslam. We will get into that. Um, I almost feel like we should start there, but let's we'll, we'll start with playoffs. Then we'll get to UD. Then we'll get more in depth of the playoffs. I I don't. This is not the same Bucks. This is a better Bucks team yeah. than what Miami faced last year. And I have no idea what to make of this series. We will do predictions. I literally do not know what I'm going to say other than I'm going to pick some team in five, six, or seven games. I do not know what I'm going to say when I get asked the question. The the reason I have no clue what's going to happen is when you look at Miami's potential bracket, they'll play Milwaukee first. If they get through that series, they're probably going to play Brooklyn. If they get through that series, they're probably going to play Philadelphia. That's the path. They've played nine games against those three teams. Jimmy Butler has played in one of them. Like we know nothing. We know he did not play against Milwaukee this year. We know nothing about how this series is going to go with Jimmy on the floor. 
for, from that standpoint, for me, it is very, very difficult to figure out what's, what's about to transpire. Do you have more of a clue than I have as far as how this is going to work? I mean, we know what Miami wants to do. We know what Milwaukee wants to do. We know where Milwaukee upgraded. If Miami lets Milwaukee make a million threes like they did in that 144 to 97 right. game, they're, they're in huge trouble, obviously. Do you have a clue as to how this is going to go? I mean, I think it's going to be competitive. Is that, is that a safe answer? I mean, it's going to be, it's not going to be an easy series for either team. I, I don't think this is ending in five games like it did last year. Um, I, and, and even that series, like some of those games weren't blowouts. Like th- that was a closer series than it appeared. Also, Giannis got hurt in like the third game and he missed game five, or may, I think I heard in game four, missed game five, I think the final game of the series. He was um, never really there. I mean, yeah. I don't think he was right the whole time. And then he did the ankle, then he did the ankle yeah. again, and that was that. But remember, I, game five, even without him, right? like that turned late. Time, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden, I'm sitting there saying, there's a game six coming up here in a couple. Yeah. I mean, and then and the Heat had a very good second half, obviously, to, to finish him off. I, it, it, I don't know. It, it's my, my initial thoughts when I saw, when I, and this is not even having to do with this matchup, but just in general. My initial thoughts when I saw Heat Bucks in the three six uh, matchup was they both have such a hard road to the finals. Oh yeah! Like even if the Heat gets by Milwaukee, probably Brooklyn in the second round, and if that if you get by Brooklyn, then you have probably Philly in the in, in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then after that, who knows? I mean, you have one of the, you know whoever wins the West is going to be incredible. It, then, then you it, got then you got the Spurs because the West is going to be crazy. Right? Yeah. Right. 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 I mean, it just and even Milwaukee. I mean, just for Milwaukee to, to get that championship that they they've been working for for the past few years and have come up short, like it's going to be brutal for them to get there. So, this is probably the worst case scenario for Milwaukee to be in this side of the bracket, just because a you have to face the Heat first. You're not facing you know a seven seed or eight seed. You're facing the Heat, which probably is closer to a four seed. Um, and yeah, then you the have to not, face the Heat are not teams. a six seed. Yeah, then you have to face the two top teams in the East. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be whoever wins this series. Congrats to them, but good luck getting through the, the rest of the bracket. I mean, you're absolutely right. It's the, the, the flip side of it is either team will say, and, and we'll hear, of course, this comes out Thursday morning. So we will have heard from Eric Spolstra and the heat for the first time Wednesday afternoon, which is of course, several hours after we record this, we can't tell you what they're going to say. Spo will say we have enough. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether Spoisms will drop. We'll hear later today. For but anyway, competitors only. Uh, for competitors, well, th- this is what it's about. It's competition. Yeah. Competition has its highest form. This is what you play for. And he's right on all of this. Like Spoisms become Spoisms for a reason. They're right. Um, the winner of this series, yes, is going to be very much forged by fire. Like you get out of this series, you had to play really good basketball to, to get out of this series. Meaning, you have a good head of steam going into presumably the second round against Brooklyn. The question becomes how much is this series going to take out of you? Because I agree with you. I don't think, I don't think this is a short series. I I, I really don't. Um, th- this team defends Giannis. When, when this team is complete, this team defends Giannis too well for this to be a short series. Now, if the Bucks make a million threes, okay, that's it. It's over Bucks and five. Like if they make a million threes, that, that, and that is, that, that, that is the bugaboo. That's what I was going to say. If, if Duncan Robinson 
stays Duncan Robinson. If Tyler Hero, new and improved Tyler Hero, bad haircut and all Tyler Hero becomes new and improved bad haircut and all Tyler Hero, I have the no Caesar. problem with the haircut, by the way, because the man is playing. The Heat, if they make a million threes, it's Heat and five. Like, that's just it. So it, it's that, you know, that, what is it? The Spider-Man meme where they're both pointing at each other? I don't know. Is that Spider-Man? The one where there's just yes. Spider-Man yes. versus Spider-Man? Yeah, pointing at each other. Yeah. There is that element to it. Um, I'll say this. I think the Heat go into the series feeling, one, very confident. They beat this team last year. Two, they are the Eastern Conference champions. Three, it's the Heat. Like, if they don't have swagger, what do they have? I think the Bucks know, though, that they are playing for something much – I mean, the, the Bucks can't afford to lose to this team again. Like, it would be – it would be very poorly received, I think, to put it put it nicely in, in Milwaukee. Um, there would be more questions about, about Mike Budenholzer, who I think is an excellent coach. But if you get knocked out by Miami again, and, and the week lead up to this series, they're going to hear those questions. Those thoughts are going to get into their head. I mean, what reason other than coming into this building in December and beating the Heat by 47 points? And I think, was that the night they said, was it 29 threes? Was that the record? That 29 they threes, I believe, said NBA yeah. record, yeah. I mean, okay, that's all well and good. Like the Heat have changed yeah. completely since then. And so have the Bucks too. I mean, it was just it's one game. Um I I I think I think game one is almost like game seven for the Bucks. Because if you get down in this series and you're them, how do you avoid the here we go again sort of thinking? And the here here we go again thinking kills the team in a postseason series. Like when you don't have belief, you're done. And when that, that here you go again comes in, then you have doubt. Miami's got you right where they want you at that point. I think game one is enormous for a bigger. It's bigger for Milwaukee than Miami. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, th- I mean, you're totally right. I mean, the pressure is all on Milwaukee in this series. I mean, obviously, the Heat will say we expect to win. We, you know, they, they have high expectations for themselves. But as a higher seed with home court advantage, you just lost. You were upset by this team in the playoffs last year. Like you said, Mike Budenholzer seems to be on the hot seat, especially if he loses in the first round. Giannis, there are questions about him. And in the playoffs, can it, does the game translate? I mean, there's so many questions around this Bucks team. Drew Holiday, was that move enough, you know, to get them over the top? If they lose in the first round, I mean, how do you how do you not make changes? I mean, big changes to that team after yeah. two really disappointing finishes. Um, I wanted to break down this series um, kind of an – by asking, you know, talking about a few questions that I, that I wrote down and see, I want to see what your answers were to them. Um, the first one I, I had was, uh, what are you most interested to see in this series? And I'll start, I'll start just to give my, my answer to that. Um, just to give you a couple of minutes to think. Um, uh, and we, we touched on this a few minutes earlier, but I, I'm really interested to see how, and I'll, I'll answer it first, Tim, to give you a, a few minutes to think of, uh, the answer just because I, I'm the one that created these questions. So I had a couple more minutes than you did to think about it. Um, I'm really interested to see how, and we saw it last year, and I, you know, I'm pretty sure we know what it's going to look like. Um, but I, I'm really interested to see if how they how they guard Giannis. And if Giannis's game has really grown, and if Milwaukee's experimentation throughout the season, I know it's been a big storyline around that team, um, really translates into getting him um, into other areas of the court where it's harder for the Heat to build a wall against him you know it's been like one of their biggest I mean adding Drew Holiday was getting you know playing Giannis more off the ball getting him rolling to the basket more where, where defenses aren't able to key up key on him you know at the top of the key and 
they'll let, have three defenders in front of him to, to you know to either force him into a tough uh, shot in the paint or force him into an outside shot or force him you know to pass the ball. It, it's going to be interesting to see if Milwaukee's adjustments really translate into you know these playoff games against the Heat and if Miami has an answer for them just because um, you know, that was a big key in that series where the Heat were able to really make things tough on Giannis. Um, he, you know, he, he got his numbers, but they didn't come easy. Another thing is he shot 53% from the line in that series. That's huge. There were air balls in there, if I remember right. Yeah, like how, how much has Giannis improved? I'm really interested to see how much has Giannis improved. I was on the Bucks call on Tuesday, and that, a lot of the questions were, about Giannis and just the work he's put in this year and how much he's improved to get to this point and you know how much how different Giannis's game is he's taking one less three a game which is pretty significant one less three a game for the season is you know that you could tell he's not shooting as many threes so um and also the fact that he don't have Jay to put on him like you know Jay was almost a perfect guy to defend Giannis you still have really good defenders you still have Trevor you still have Andre and Bam um, and even Jimmy, I'm sure we'll see some minute, see some time guarding Giannis. But Trevor, while he's very good and, and experienced, just like Jay, it's a different build than than Jay. How will he hold up against Giannis? So, to make a long answer short, I, I just I, I want we know what his plan is going to be against Giannis. It's going to be to build the wall, force him into outside shots. But has Giannis's game grown enough where he's able to counter that and still be uh, an MVP level player in the series? Yeah, if if the Bucks are betting on new and improved Giannis being the reason why they're going to win this series, they're not going to win the series because <laughs> for as good as he is, and he's elite, he is absolute world class, first team All NBA, two time MVP. He won't win it this year, but he's right there. Um, he's you know, Bam's gotten better too. And it, it, you know, there's this this notion that Bam can only defend if Giannis is coming straight at him. Um, I, I wish the Bucks well with with that with that sort of thinking. Um, you know, that's why Bam is who he is. That's why Bam is going to be all defense and got votes for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, at least one, anyway. I had him. I had him there. I'm not going to say where. I had him there. Um. I will be, I mean, if Giannis makes a bunch of his jumpers, okay, then the Heat are in trouble. I get it. Um, to, to me, the most important element is he's going to get his 25 and his 10. That's great. Whatever. He's Giannis. You've got to make sure Chris Middleton doesn't get 25 as well. And you got to make sure Drew Holiday doesn't get 25 as well. And like DiVincenzo had big moments at times. And it, it's a, you're not going to stop Giannis. But you almost hope that the Bucks try to force the issue with him mm-hmm. because that will weirdly play into Miami's hands. Miami is vulnerable in this series if they can't guard Chris Middleton. Miami's vulnerable in this series if Drew Holiday breaks them down and finds the open guy. That's where the Heat lose the series. The Heat don't lose this series if Giannis says, I must have the ball, everything's got to go through me, I must take the challenge and I must beat them myself. If that is the mindset, heat win. Yeah. Period. I mean, that's just it. So I, I forgot what the original premise, what was, what was the original premise that I'm what answering? Are you most what, interested, what are you most interested to see? Oh, in this series. 
I mean, I would have said Bam. I would have said Bam guarding. You know what what Bam does defensively. But do you, like, do you think Bam can, starts on Giannis, or do you think they? No, I don't. I don't either. I don't. I think it's because it's never that simple. You know, Trevor's long. I mean, nobody's built like other than like Bam Bam Bigelow. Nobody's built like Jay Crowder on this on this planet. Right. So you know, so you don't have that guy. Um, it, it's where does the help come from? How effective is the help? Like, you know, five guys on a string, it never really matters with the heat. Who's on anybody. For like sure. we all tweeted out this person started on this person. It doesn't matter. I like get, it, it's so irrelevant. It's like starting, like it, it just doesn't matter. Where's the help. Who's doing their job. Who's paying attention. I think Deadman's going to have really big minutes in this series. I, I absolutely think that I think Kendrick Nunn, his confidence you know, Kendrick Nunn, who has been so unbelievable for this team. I mean, guy goes from in, out, in, out, in, out. And every time that he's been needed, he's answered the bell. I think he's been so big for this team. And I think he has to be big again in this, in, in this series. I, I, I guess the thing I'm most excited about is like we talked about a minute ago, the shooting is Duncan, is this, is Duncan back? You know, is Duncan going to take that next step? Is playoff Tyler going to become the new version of playoff Rondo? Like, are we going to see the sneer? Are we going to see the Tyler hero that takes over games the way he did in the bubble at at times last year? Because much like when Middleton and Holiday or whoever else has it going for Milwaukee, anything that Duncan, Tyler, Kendrick, um, if Andre knocks down shots, um, Anything they can do to help Jimmy and Bam, like that's the chess match. Like Chris and Giannis versus Jimmy and Bam is the Spider-Man meme. Like they're going to cancel each other out. Who? What? The other guys are going to win this series. And if Tyler and Duncan and Kendrick and those guys play that the way that they have this year at times and the way they did last year in the bubble, then you got to like Miami's chances. If Miami shoots 29% from three in this series, it's over. Like there's there's no shot. So it's pretty simple. As Spo always says, it's a make or miss league. It's going to be a make or miss series. Yeah. And to kind of go off that point, you mentioned a lot of players that are obviously going to play important roles. Um, to you, who's the most important player for the Heat in the series? Bam. Bam. How can it not be? Like, you know, people will think I'm crazy for not saying Jimmy. It's, it's Bam. Yeah. Like, Bam has to be on the floor. Bam has to be active. Bam has to, like, they, they can't. Lopez can't guard it. Like, come on. Right. I mean, it, it's got to be Bam. You know, if, if make the Bucks fear, you know, if Bam's numbers are low in this series, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, if Milwaukee overreacts to Bam, it's the same thing as overreacting to Giannis. Jimmy will get whatever, he, Jimmy will get to his spots and get whatever he wants and get to the line all the time, which is where Jimmy eats. You know, Tyler will get good looks. Duncan will get better looks. To me, Bam ha- if Bam is great, if Bam is great, Miami can beat anybody in this league in a seven-game series. Like, he's that good. Yeah. Am I overinflating him because I've seen all of his games for, for three years? Maybe. You know, do we think we know something that, we, that, that most guys around the league don't about Bam? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, anybody. We watch him more than we watch him more than anybody. I, mean, I, I just think, to me, he's the most important guy in this series. I agree. I mean, I think Jimmy and Bam are obviously the two most important players. Um, I went a little off the board in this answer. Um, I I went with Kendrick and Goron. 
I think one of them. Goran's a Goran's a good call. I think one of them has to have a really big series, and I would put Goran, but Kendrick's played a bigger role right now, and I don't know if that's going to continue in the playoffs. But they both have similar skill sets that I think could be really useful against the Bucks. Um, Not just because of the three point shooting. We've talked about how many threes will be in this series with with these two teams and the way they play defense. They're both two of the better three point you know shooters for the Heat. But also the other shot that the Bucks give up is that non-rim paint shot, that little mid-range floater. Goran killed the Bucks with that shot last year, and Kendrick does a sim- he has the similar shot in his back, similar thing. So I think both those guys are going to have real opportunities to have big games, and the Heat need them because, like you said, they're going to key on Bam. Jimmy will get his, but they're also going to try to make things tough on Jimmy. I- Kendrick and Goran have to play big. I love what you said about Goran. Goran, you're absolutely right. Like it's 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 the smartest thing you've ever said in the history of all the time that I've known you. It's it's the greatest thing you've ever said. Thank you. Because you're absolutely spot on. And also, how ticked off is Goran Dragic still that you got to the NBA Finals last right. year and you couldn't play? And I think that's bugged him all year. Like I mean, the pandemic has stunk for all of us for a lot of reasons. Goran has not seemed happy, happy, joy, joy, Goran all year. And I don't know if he's hurting. I don't know what it is. Let's face it. He's, what is he, 35? He doesn't have a ton of years left in this league. He doesn't, you don't know when you get to this point, how many, how many more times are you going to go to the playoffs with a good team? I look what he did with Slovenia was not, I still, Eurobasket to me that year when Slovenia won it, like they were like the fifth best team there. Like people need to understand that. Goran saw an opportunity to do something great, and my God, he was the best player in the world for two weeks. On a team with Luca, I might add. Younger Luca still, but still, and Luca was banged up or whatever. But Goran rises to moments. Goran loves moments. This is a moment for Goran. And the physicality of this series, Goran likes to hit. Goran's got that little bit of a kind of a psycho streak in him sometimes when there's a lot of contact. I think this series is made for him. I really do. So I think that's a really really good call yeah we, i you know i don't not saying that we forget but you know it's been a long year and, and goran has had his up and ups and downs this season but goran averaged 20 points in that series against the bucks last year like you know i'm not saying goran needs to average 20 points again this season i mean you have an improved kendrick kendrick is better you know than he was in a better space than he was uh last year in the bubble um so kendrick it will take some of that offensive uh pressure off of jimmy and bam as well and you would hope Tyler and Duncan and um, even Trevor, you know, can make threes. But Goran is still going to be very important. They, they really need him. He's, he's probably not going to start. Kendrick, I'm sure, will probably stay, stick in the starting lineup. But Goran's going to play, you know, 25, 30 minutes a game. He's probably going to be in there late in games most of the time. So, yes, Jimmy and Bam are important. And I agree, Bam is probably, you know, in a vacuum, the most important player for the Heat in this series because he is the guy who could – defend Giannis on one end and make Giannis's life really tough and also really be the hub for the Heat's offense. So um, I think we're both right. I think we're both right. As usual. Yeah. As usual. Right. And then, uh, you know, we've kind of touched on this already, but the Heat will win because dot dot dot. One one answer. <laughs> I'll I'll be very brief with this. Yeah. 
the coaching matchup. Wow. Okay. I, I got no, I listen, Mike Budenholzer is part of the Greg Popovich family tree. He's a heck of a coach. He's a good coach. I like him. I, I think he's a really good coach. It's. Yeah, Spo's, I, I, Spo's, Spo, Spo is Spo though. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. and also Spo lives for this. Spo lives for this time of year. Yeah. And also you gave Eric, I mean, not being in the plan, Eric Spolster had a week to get ready and probably more because I'm sure they were working on scenarios, of course. Eric Spolster's got a week to think and Bud has a week to like kind of psych himself out a little maybe. I I, Again, Bud is great. Spo is just, Spo to me, the Heat were were not the second best team in the NBA last year. They got there because they were tough, because Jimmy was amazing. The supporting cast was great. But it starts at the top. And as much as Spo defers to Pat and Mickey, the top is Spo. Yeah. I mean, Pat wasn't around the team last year. I don't know how much Pat has been able to be around this year because of the rules and the tiers and all these things that are going on. You know, tier one and tier two, who can be around the team, who isn't. Spo is that guy. I mean, Spo has never won coach of the year, and he's an absolute lock for Hall of Fame. I, th- I think the coaching matchup. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really interested to see what he come out with after a week off. Like that's going to be, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I have the, the bar set too high for Spo, but I'm expecting something like that we just like totally out of the box that we're not even thinking about right now. So that's going to be, that's something to look for. Um, I will say that, and again, we've touched on this multiple times already this episode, but that the Heat shoot efficiently this this series. I mean, it's huge. Like usually in this matchup, because of how many threes each team puts up and the way they play defense, is the team that shoots better from three wins. It's 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 kind of oversimplifying things, but it's the truth. Um, last year in the series, the Heat shot thirty seven percent on threes. The Bucks shot thirty two percent. The Heat won. The Heat won the series four one. The Heat also shot. Almost 50, I think it was like, yeah, 49.3% on non-rim paint shots, which again, like I mentioned, is an incredibly important shot to hit against this defense. They need to make both of those shots at a high rate to have a chance. Um, I don't know who's going to do it. I'm not saying, I'm not, you know, Goran and Kendrick are two candidates that, that can make both of those shots. I mean, obviously Jimmy and Bam have to play well, but I think those are two areas to look at. If the Heat are going to win, they, those, they have to be making those shots efficiently because like you said, the Bucks offense is really good. They're gonna score. Um, and you Bucks have to, defense you, is really good too. The Bucks defense is right. really good too. But you, have, but you have to. But you, the Heat have they have to find a way to keep up with the Bucks scoring. I mean, yeah, they have and that's gonna be that's, points a game. You know? That's so, gonna be threes and getting to the line. Get, get, get points. Get get, get, yes. get points when the clock's not. If this team gets to the line fourteen times a game, that's a big problem. Yes, they need points when the clock is not running. And, and and Milwaukee's good at not at playing defense without fouling. They're one of the best at that. So yep, um, that's a good point. But, and that's another but who's 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 good again? Who's good Jimmy. doing that against Jimmy Butler? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Right. So yeah. All right. So we did. Why the Heat will win? Why will the Bucks win? The Bucks will win because they're just better, a better team this season than last year. And I do think they're a better team. I think uh, than last year. I'm not saying better team than the Heat, even though. You know, you could definitely make that argument. They're, the Bucks are an improved team than last year. They have Drew. I think the world of Drew, I think, is really good. I think he's underrated. Very good defender. Good offensive player. Perfect uh, guy to put next to Giannis and, and, and Chris as another third scoring option and another guy who could guard on the ball. Um, 
you know, on the defensive end. So, uh, and, and then you throw in PJ Tucker and um, Bobby Portis and Bryn Forbes, uh, Bobby Portis and Bryn Forbes have had incredible seasons. I mean, they're shooting like 45% on threes, both of them off the bench. So the buck shooting has improved. Chris Bryn uh, Forbes is a winner too. Yeah. And, and Drew Holiday's obviously we know how good Drew Holiday is. Like they'll win because they're just a, a better team than they were last year. Um, that, that, be my simple answer. If I had to answer why the Bucks will win, um, I think fear is a great motivator. And, you know, the, the 2012, 13, and 14 Indiana Pacers will never get their due for a really great three-year run because they couldn't get past Miami. And the Bucks are one series away from carrying the you're a good regular season team and nothing else label. I mean, that's, they're playing for not legacy. You don't get a legacy by winning this series, but if not now, then win. Like, can you imagine losing this series and then going back in next year and say, well, you know, we're really good and we've got all these guys. Like, I I think fear is the ultimate motivator for them. And that's why I think either they're going to rise up or they're not. I, they have enough talent to do it. They have enough talent to rise up. They have enough talent to beat anybody. Um, there, there are people who I'm certain, I, I, I'm certain they're going to pick a Utah-Milwaukee finals, which the league would absolutely hate because the ratings would be like negative 30. But this team is good enough to go to the NBA finals. And I think they'll be motivated by the fact that if not now, then this team as it's constructed will not exist next year. Are you surprised that the Heat are such big underdogs? I'm stunned. So- stunned that they are stunned i'm surprised too just because we saw i mean i was looking at last year's heat rotation and it's pretty much the same except for jay crowder except for jay crowder who's a really good player and a great guy and tough as hell like i get all that but you have trevor and deadman now yeah like I mean, do and I will, and I Kendrick will, and improve Kendrick too. I will never, I will never crap on Jay Crowder ever. I just won't do it. He's just such a good guy. But like, he wasn't the finger in the dam of greatness last year. Like, right. yes, there were they, they this team with him would be better, no question. But and they it, have found ways. Right. Ariz has been great. Getting dead Deadman was a big move for this team. They're just different. They found ways to be better. So I, I, or, or to improve a glaring weakness. I mean, they don't have Myers Hunter. They don't have Kelly Olenek. That's 14 feet of human being that they do not have. So they bring in Deadman, and Deadman gets like every rebound that's anywhere near it. Like they've, I, I'm shocked. I'm not shocked that Miami, that, that Miami is the underdog, but I mean, the numbers, like I look at the FanDuel stuff and it's, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy how how big the disparity is. I so. think I think the Bucks are favored by five and a half points in game one. And I don't know, the series price is like plus three twenty-five or yeah, that's, last time that's, I looked. Like that's I think that's what it actually I think that's what it was last year entering this series. So maybe that's a really? good sign for it was around there. I think it was like plus three something. So maybe that's a good sign for the and and go back to Jay Crowder. He he was really good in that series. I mean, I think I was looking back and made like 40 something percent of his threes on 10 attempts in that series. Like he was shooting like 10 a game and he made 40% of them because they played off him. Right. Trevor's going to need to hit. I mean, another important guy, Trevor, he's going to have to hit that corner three. Andre too. And Andre too. And if this is it for Andre, I mean this, if this is the last run, I kind of got a feeling it's probably going to be, 
Um, you know, he's just been through so much with the hip this year. I wonder getting, getting like nine or 10 days off. What does that do? Does yeah. how, how much, how much oomph does that put back in Andre Iguodala? He could be a great X factor for this team. And also he's just a winner. He's yeah. just a winner and he's so smart and he still has the best hands in the NBA. I seriously considered, I didn't do it. I seriously considered putting him second team all defense. Interesting. That's the guy gets point. deflections like every possession. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Like it, I, I'd have been laughed at. I mean, I'm trust me when my ballot comes out, I'm going to get subtweeted to beat the band, but it's, I seriously thought about it. I thought he's been amazing defensively this year. He's got to be an X factor. No, he doesn't. Um, I want to wait. I want to hold predictions to the end. There's two things I want to get to. We must discuss the captain. We, and I don't mean that Jeter documentary. I don't care. I had my Jeter notes ready. I'll watch it. I have all all my Jeter thoughts are prepared. I mean, it'll be fun. It'll be great to see like him opening up. It'll be very cool in the way Jordan did it. But um, I've covered this team for what is it, 18 years? Best raised shot. And UD getting run from that game are the, the my favorite moments in the history of covering this team. Like I, that was just so quintessential Udonis. It was unplanned, unscripted. It's Dwight Howard. Like, of course, Dwight Howard's going to play the comic foil in the scene. Of course, I, I loved it. Like the the result, it was such a, it was an important game for the Heat too. Like they had to win that game pretty much to, you know, try to stay out of that play in. And I did not care about the outcome at all. To me, the game was decided when Udonis got run. And I was like, this is the greatest thing I've seen in a long time. And it was so cool. Like even Spo embraced it too. Like Spo talking about how much he enjoyed it. And I thought it was a great moment for the season. UD's legacy is forever. Like UD's legacy was set a long time ago. UD's legacy was set probably with the Band-Aid like nine years ago after he headbutted or whatever it was with Tyler Hansbro and the the amazing uh, is it GIF GIF is it GIF? I say GIF, GIF right? I say GIF, but is it GIF? GIF? Whatever it is, yeah. The one where LeBron's holding him back and UD's like going up to Lance Stevenson and oh yeah, saying that he will bleep him bleep something bleep 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 like I love the dude. He's the I mean you. Uh, if Ben Wallace is in the Hall of Fame, man, UD's got an argument. Seriously. Like it's and, and I want I want the statue. I want the banner. I want the name. I want I want his name on the court. I want his name in the locker room. They can't do enough to honor UD, I I don't think. And just the fact that he's from Miami is just like it, you know, people would love this guy if he was from Minnesota. Like he's just a fan. Like if he's on your team, you love him. But the fact that he's from Miami just makes it incredible. And I was laughing like maniacally at my seat when that happened like, in the <laughs> arena. I was crying through my mask. I think Ira was looking at me. Ira Winter from the Sun Sentinel was looking at me. So he sat next, he was sitting next to me on press row. He's like, what's going on? I was just, I couldn't stop laughing. It was so amazing I, to watch so those two minutes. I started to bang out like two or 300 words just to get it to the wire in real time before the game ended on, okay, Udonis played, Udonis this, da, 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 da. I get done and I send it. It was 771 words. Like that's like a game story length. Like it's, it's insane how, how much I, and I could have written an, I could have written a book on that game. Like it was, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was an amazing moment. You think it was, Um, I'm not saying it was planned because you can't plan that, but do you think you do went out there looking for somebody to like, just 
touch him. No, the because way. no, because <laughs> Dwight How- when Dwight Howard pulled him down, yeah. then I'm like, okay, like it was planned. Like I think Spo indicated it after game. It was planned that he was coming in those right. last three minutes of the first quarter. That was known, and you can probably figure out that that was going to be around the time that the Sixers, if they stay with their usual rotation, that's when Dwight was going to go in. So that was going to be fun for UD. Um, I love that he scored. I don't know why he got the second tech. And I almost thought about like asking for a chance to talk to the referees after the game, what they call a pool report in our, I was a pool reporter that day. I think so. Thank you. No, I I was, so I wasn't going to ask. I wasn't going to ask myself to do it. (laughs) Um, I had a really early flight the next morning to the hall of fame. So I didn't want to do any more work than necessary that night. Um, It was just, I mean, and also I'll say, okay. So before we do prediction on the series, UD said after the game, if this was it, this is the only way Udonis Haslam could go out by getting ejected. I do not believe there's a chance in hell that this was his last game with the Miami Heat. Your what is is Udonis Haslam back next season? Yes or no? I think so. I think so. I think he wants a normal season. I think he deserves that. I think also they need him. And also it's only people say, why are they wasting a roster spot? Because you have 16 other roster spots. It's not like the old, it's not back. Like, yeah, before two way contracts, I guess roster spots were a little more valuable and all that. But I mean, he's a valuable piece. Like he's a valuable piece and it only costs, and it only costs a minimum against the cap. And you're going to give a minimum to somebody anyway. So in essence, it doesn't cost you a cent in terms of, you're not you're 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 not keeping the team isn't keeping itself from getting somebody else in here because whoever that person is is not going to play. Right. And if we can just get one of those UD moments a year, it's worth it. I want UD senior night, one of those nights, like so badly. I mean, you won't like this, but I've said this for 15 years about UD. He's a cane. He's just a cane with a UF degree. He's a cane. That's kind of like me. I mean. I, I'm kind of with him. I mean, I went to UF, but I grew up a, a really big Hurricanes fan going to all the games. So it's really hard for me. It's still, even though I went there, hard for me to to, to support the Gators athletics. Mike Miller's a Gator. I, I I'm going to stop before you get in trouble. Mike Miller's a Gator. <laughs> Mike Miller's a Gator, and we love Mike Miller. Like, that's allowed. But UD's a cane. I mean, come on, man. UD's a cane. So, Although he says he roots for Gators basketball. So, but that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Um, I want to save predictions for the very end. Panthers minute. I know we're getting up against it. Yes. Panthers minute. Pan- as we type, as we as we tape this, Panthers are down two out of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, the 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 building, the BB and T Center, the last two games, electric. Um, it was amazing the way the crowd showed up. Brian Flores doing what he did for game two, going it. Brian Flores went in Tuesday morning, taped the hype video, comes back. They had their whole coaching staff there, a ton of scouts. The O-line had a suite. Like, the Dolphins are all in on the Panthers, and that's amazing. And if the Heat weren't, you know, a little bit busy right now, I think they probably would have had some representation too there um, for game two. How cool is it right now that the Heat are in the playoffs? The Panthers are in the playoffs. Yes, they're, they're not doing too well, and they have the Stanley Cup champions have them very much on the ropes. You know, the Marlins are there. We're excited about Dolphins. Canes are going to play Alabama. Like, this is a really cool time. And we, we got F1 coming. This is a really cool time to be a sports writer in this town. For sure. It, it, it wasn't too long ago where people were saying this was the worst sports town as far as teams and, and how good teams were. 
in the country just because the Heat were mediocre. The Marlins were the Marlins. The Panthers, you know, were still struggling to make the playoffs. The Dolphins were basically playing for top picks. Uh, and here we are where, you know, the Marlins have a really good young player in Jazz Chisholm. They're fun to watch. The Panthers are one of the best teams in the NHL. The Heat made the finals last year. And, you know, people talk to some Heat fans. I think they're going to make the finals again. The Dolphins seem like they're on the right track. So, it is a fun time. I agree. And I, I, I think it's really cool to watch like this town support hockey. Yeah. Because there are hockey fans in South Florida. There's no doubt. But to see the atmosphere in those playoff games, and it wasn't even a full building because of, you know, all the pandemic and things. It, are lim- but and it felt full. It, it felt like that on TV. I mean, just watching on TV, I'm like, man, I want to be there. Like that's, that looks fun. Like playoff hockey and that atmosphere and- was Really and I'll, I'll say this, the gauntlet has been thrown. I mean, that building was ha- half full and it was lit. It was crazy. So um, American Airlines Arena, game three, game four against Milwaukee, the gauntlet has been thrown. Show up, be crazy, all those wonderful things. Um, by the way, and I have, I'm just a fool for saying this, Panthers and seven. Wow. Panthers so, and seven. I mean, hockey is one of those sports where like, you can home, yeah. home doesn't really mean much not like, really no as much um, as other sports i would say i mean the you get the last change you know of, you know the you can make the last change for you know going on there but I, I, listen i don't this team is too good to go out like this they might lose the series but it'll be a long series they're gonna i think they're gonna get them both in tampa wow and, and by the way they are playing the stanley cup champions like and this isn't this isn't the defending champion Lakers who are like limped into everything all year. Like Tampa was really good and got their two best players back and fully healthy for this series. This is a, this is a team capable of winning the cup. So is the Panthers. So is Carolina. I think one of those three teams will end up winning the cup, but anyway, that was our Panthers minute in honor of David Wilson. So very, very exciting predictions. All right. Um, you should, people should see your face right now. You are so pained by this. It's tough because I think I picked the Bucks in seven last year, and I was wrong, obviously. Um, but I think I think I'm going to go with Bucks in seven again this year. I think home court means something. I mean, that's one of the if it goes if it goes seven, year. Miami's not winning. Like yeah, they're I, you, you can't. I mean, Milwaukee's yeah, too good. Not winning game seven, seven Milwaukee. I, I I think it's a long series. I think it's competitive. I think. I mean, this is basically a matchup between the three and four seeds in the East. Like, yeah. this is not a three-six matchup. This is no. This like is an a East, second. This is basically a, a second-round series. It's an Eastern Conference semifinal. Yeah. exactly what I was just gonna say. And so, I think it's gonna be competitive. I think it's gonna be a long series. I think it goes seven, but I think the Bucks win. I think home court makes the difference, and that's a, a factor this year. You know, not it wasn't a factor last year because everyone was in the bubble and everything. You know, was a neutral site. But I think Milwaukee having home court will will help them. Yeah, I think if you get to seven, it's not the pressure cooker that. that Just say it, Tim. Heat and five. Heat and five. Say it. No, <laughs> I mean, if you said Bucks and seven, I will say Heat and six. Okay. I will say Heat and six. I, I, now that's with a caveat. They have to win game one. They win game one, Heat and six. If the Bucks win game one, Bucks and seven. Okay. I okay. I think I if if I'm going to be locked in on one you know, for freezing cold takes to come at me for the 27 millionth time, by the way, it's not real hard to find me making bad predictions. I'm really bad at this, by the way. Um, heat and six. Heat and six. All right. I, I think the first, uh, the first game is important. I think the first, the heat have to, 
get one of the first two. Got to get a split. Yeah. You can't come like you have to put some doubt in Milwaukee's minds. If you get even if you lose game one, but you win game two, they're in a good spot. Well, I really do think that. Also, I don't think if the Heat get down 0-2, I don't think they're going to go into one, two, three Cancun mode. No. But also, like the They'll human game three being what is, they would win game three. Yes, but it's look. They had a short off season. It's been long. I mean, the mind plays tricks on you. I mean, it, people would people said last year was the toughest championship to win. Let me tell you something. For the Los Angeles Lakers, the Miami Heat, um, Boston went deep. Denver. I mean, Boston's. Not, I don't think Boston has a chance to win the title this year. Denver. Denver could. For those teams that went deep last year, this will be the toughest one to win. If Miami or the Lakers find their way back to the NBA Finals this year, it's an amazing story because to go through the bubble, a very short offseason, COVID, injuries, all the things that went on this year, the testing, the annoyances, everything else. If Miami or the Lakers get in, not that any championship is a big deal. If If Miami or the Lakers find their way back to the Finals, to me, that is more impressive than what they did in the bubble last year and the road each team has to that point like yeah the heat's road we talked about but then the lakers in the play-in and then having to face probably phoenix the lakers are gonna get the lakers could get steph curry and if they beat him tonight which by the time you hear this you'll know whether or not they did then they get chris paul <laughs> then they get who's three six they might get denver or dallas yeah so and then, star, utah, yeah. and then utah and then utah and, you know, Utah is going to have like 16,000 people in their building by then. It's going to be a very, very difficult road. And then there's the whole LeBron, Drake, was it a party? Was it not a party? What did Drake put out on Twitter? I don't know. The Lakers just seem like so much fun. We don't have these problems. We don't have these problems in Miami. We used to. We used to. It's a, it's a neat thing, though, that the Heat, like the heat got boring. Like there's like, we have, there's nothing for like three a.m. workouts. Three a.m. workouts. Three a.m. workouts. Like we, we don't have to live in fear of what's gonna what we're gonna see on Twitter when we wake up in the morning. Like this team doesn't do anything. Like Tyler's got a Chipotle bowl. Like this is this is the big news. Like Dun- Duncan has popsicles. Duncan has popsicles. And a Duncan's podcast. his podcast is really good. It's really it's good. This, it's better it's than sec- ours, I would say. It's the better second than- <laughs> best heat. It's the second best heat podcast out there. It's not really podcast heat podcast. I, I, I listen to it regularly, and he he does a good job. Him and his co-host Davis Reed do a really good job of just they give good insight. Duncan's pretty. Duncan's so smart. Duncan's yeah. so smart. You know who's got a good pod, by the way? Who? I'm giving an unsolicited shout out. Who? Nikki Spolstra. Yes. I listened to the first, I hadn't had a chance. I listened to the first episode when I was driving up to the Panther game last night. Uh, she talked to Lauren book, longtime friend, love Lauren. Um, it was just a neat conversation. And of course their internet didn't drop 16 times and they didn't have the water meter reader come to the door. Like you and I've had this morning. We've got all kinds of good stuff going on. Anyway, good place you, gotta wrap, you have to wrap this up. Yeah. You have to wrap this up. Again. Yes. Um, anything else Tim? You're good. I'm great. I want, I, you know what? I hope fans in Milwaukee, I hope fans in Miami really enjoy this because, you know, it's very easy to lose sight of the big picture and the moment. And we've all been through hell and we feel like we're sort of all turning a corner kind of right now. Um, Let's hope for a really good series because it's been a long year and 
people need to blow off a little steam. And Amen. I wouldn't mind having six or seven really good games to write about. Amen to that. Follow Tim Reynolds at by Tim Reynolds. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Chang. Um, it should be a fun week of basketball. We'll know. I mean, I guess we'll be probably two games into the series the next time we record. So we'll have a pretty good idea of where the series is heading. I think by then, because those two games, like we've said, are very important. Barring any emergency pods. Barring any emergency pods, which in the playoffs might happen. Well, the, well, the people tweeted Anthony and say, we need more emergency pods. He's hesitant go. to do emergency pods. There you go. Uh, we we need emergency work. pods. We have enough work as it is. Yeah, but, yes, but we're going to we're gonna talk about it anyway. Let's just tape the conversation. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right, guys. I'm out. Until, until next week. Enjoy the basketball. See y'all.